Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, saving your day from boredom with the best podcasting entertainment. What's up, what's up, real MVPs, Ricky Widmer here, along with fellow man-child, Johnny Carlin. And we are back for another edition, a little hiatus we took last week where Johnny was not able to be on the podcast. Dave filled in for you, though, on he, one segment. He got we, one segment, yeah. One segment. We had to talk about Teen Titans. Yeah. And I'm doing almost the same thing, a little spoiler, that I did to him with you today, where oh, the Teen Titans little trailer thing that we saw post-credit. Yeah. He was going in blind. I had saw it 50 million times because I couldn't stop did. watching it. Today, one of the things we're going to talk about is Venom. You have not seen the trailer yet. No. Although I tweeted and tagged you in the tweet. Yeah, you um, know, I don't really check my Twitter you're a, very you're often. You're not a technology guy, man. No, no, okay. I'm not a Twitter guy. I'm not a social media guy. <laughs> let's let's get that one straight. I'm a technology guy. Man, just I not even put the hashtag, media. we are Venom, but we're going to watch that. You have not seen it. I have seen it a million times. I can't stop watching it. Um, so, topics before I get into housekeeping. We're obviously talking Venom. New trailer came out. We're going to react, give our thoughts to that. We're going to talk about Mr. Freeze because Kevin Smith came out and kind of hit us with a nugget of an idea I didn't think of that maybe Mr. Freeze deserves his own standalone DC movie. So, we're going to dive into that if that could be possible, should be possible with the DC movies. And then we're going to have a little, I'm going to say, fun topic at the end. It's a topic that we're not used to. Here on the Rick and Johnny podcast where we can kind of just have an old conversation that goes anywhere. And we're going to talk about will we ever get an All in the Family reboot, but then that'll branch off into maybe other TV shows we remember from our past and childhood and the past that will never be remade in today's society and could never be rebooted. But before we get in, before we get into everything... Make sure to check out patreon.com backslash most valuable podcast. If you want to be on the show, that's how you do it. $10 tier, you can be on the show every single month. You're at that tier. Also, make sure to check out our store link. That is down below in the description as well. You can also catch it on MVP, most valuable podcast.com, where you can also catch MVP each and every day. And then last but not least, if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you have iTunes, make sure to give the Rick and Johnny Podcast a five-star rating and tell us why. You love listening to the podcast each and every week. But, Johnny, let's jump into everything. We're going to watch the Venom trailer. And this is a trailer, like I said, you have not seen yet. No. So you are going in blind as a bat. I am well, going I my glasses in. glasses on. Well, yeah, I am going in as the seasoned veteran here because these trailers come out, I watch it, and then if it's as good as, I'm going to be honest, this Venom trailer is, it is really good. So I Hell just yeah. kept watching it and watching it and watching it. So I've already got my headphones moved over to my uh, laptop. You need the second ones? Yeah, I do. Uh, we should, like, this is a pre 
podcast. Yeah, I forgot that we about that. Done. I forgot about but that. But I'm going to hand the extra headphones over to you right now oh, as we set everything them. up. Like I said, this probably should have been done probably. before the podcast. I forgot. That's you what know, we do. I we do it on work, the fly here. Left in my work stuff, so. Yeah, we do it on the fly. So, going to wait for Johnny to plug in his headphones, and then we'll watch the Venom trailer. Mr. We Can't Be All Casual. Yeah, if you're on podcast services, oh, you'll right, still you. hear it. Do not worry. <laughs> you all good, J-Man? No, I am. Okay. Three, two, one, go. I'm Eddie Brock. I'm a reporter. I always seem to find myself questioning something the government may not be looking at. That's one. That's one of the symbiotes. Yeah. Had a yellow tint to it. And I have been. Who said that? (laughs) Taken. Look around in the world. What do you see? A planet on the brink of collapse. Human beings are disposable. I am gonna love him as a villain. I'm just saying that. Mm-hmm. That's two of the symbiotes now we've seen. Yeah. A higher life form. What do you want from me? You'll find out. I'm so sorry. We cannot just hurt people. Oh, this is awesome. Right here. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> this is the best part. Oh, it just licks them right on the face. That power. It's not completely awful. You have no idea how much you're scaring me right now. Eddie, cooperate. And that's three. And you just might survive. Guys, you do not want to do this, trust me. <laughs> Giant leaps will always come at a cost. <laughs> Damn. Just wait. Just wait. There's Uh-oh. a thing at the end. We will eat both your arms and then both of your legs, and then we will eat your face right off your head. You will be this armless, legless, faceless thing, won't you? Rolling down the street like a turd in the wind. What the hell are you? <laughs> oh, I have a parasite. Yeah. Name is Chen. <laughs> no, so nonchalant about it. So I have a parasite. Good night, Mrs. Chen. So that's the trailer for Venom. Yeah. And I'll ask you first, what are your first thoughts? Because you're the one, like I said, coming in raw to this. So for you, after seeing it one time... What's your first initial no, thoughts so, on the trailer? So many great new additions to... Uh, like the CGI to the... Um, 
the head the, coming off the no not that i'm oh, talking no, no, about talking about all the parts well yeah but the one that i love the most is the when he's getting the cat scan oh and yeah you see it like phasing on his body yeah so much better it's than like the first it's freaking trailer. out yeah. which is great that we get to see so much mm-hmm. more of that now but like the head also like you said coming off off and of there to him. just so many so many new things that we mm-hmm. get to see venom do the i don't know if they, it was even venom 100 percent because it was so quick the double blade thing all that's the way across riot. the room that's what that's i thought because yeah. it wasn't quite the so, same color the symbiotes i pointed out the first one was in the container the yellow one yellowish tint was um i'm gonna look it up that's the one that starts with a p yeah then the one that um the emt that had like the blades mm-hmm. i think that scream and then the one that was the big one that had the horizontal like cleaving knives yeah that was riot yeah so right now we're at four we're at venom riot scream and then i'm gonna look it up in a second the one that starts with a p was yeah, the no, yellow but- one in the container and just like all of it, especially I, I want to see where these scenes go to, because we all know Eddie Brock's not going to want him eating people, mm-hmm. but it's like <laughs> licking his face. Uh, no, sorry. So he starts with saying all the organ parts. Everything that he can eat. Eyes, lungs, pancreas. Skin. Yes. And then it's and like, oh, Licks man. his face. It just makes me wonder if. Because, mm-hmm. now, correct me if I'm wrong, when um, the symbiote's taking over the body and mm-hmm. that's, did he not snap the leg back into place? Oh, it did. So it was his, his leg was completely bent. It snapped that in. The fingers, it fixed all that. It, yeah, it fixed healed everything. his wounds. And it basically was like, no, you're not going to die. You can't die I'm on healing me. you. Yeah, yeah basically. You, no, don't worry. We, I got this. Mm-hmm. Basically. And that's the thing that I love most about it. Also... The part that I love is when basically Riot is just ripping the symbiote off of Eddie. Uh, yeah, he's ripping it right off of Eddie. Oh, and yeah, it's all spread apart. And then you get the part, the scene where it's like both of them, like the symbiotes are almost getting blown back and you see them. Like it kind of looked like two mechs that had their thing mm-hmm. open and you see the um, organism inside. Yeah, it was almost like two divas. <laughs> I know yes. that's an Overwatch oh, reference, but. Here's the question I've got for you about it. Okay. And here's the thing that I was like, I'm not sure if I'm completely in love with it. Mm -hmm. What do you think of the Venom voice? Because we did find out, I believe we found out from an interview with Tom Hardy, that that voice of Venom is his voice. They just changed his voice. I like it. So that they sound. Here's the thought that I had. And I know that this thought is premature. Yeah. But I'm going to say it anyways. I know that you're going to want it to sound different, but do you like it compared to the voice that you and I grew up on with the animated series Venom? Honestly, because it's different. It it's, is. It's vastly different from than that. that but I'll take. I I like it when they mm-hmm. went with it because they made it like they gave it a hint of that. Yes, but they overall like it's it's its own thing. So mm-hmm. it's like you you would think that like the Venom would. Take hold and like, okay, I need to emulate a voice. So I'm going to take sort of what I can of mm-hmm. Eddie's voice. And like, it probably like, it's almost like, hey, this is as much as I can emulate Ed, Ed, the my host's voice. So like, it gives it a cool, like gnarly sound to mm-hmm. Eddie, uh, Eddie Brock's voice. Also, I Oops. do like the, you notice it prominently at the end mm. where we don't have the spider symbol yeah. that Venom usually has. But when you see the Venom symbiote when he's talking to that mugger at the end where he's like, which basically, I'm going to 
I'm going to use turd in the wind a lot more. At <laughs> first, not, at that was first, great. At first, I didn't know he said turd in the wind. I'm like, did he say turd in the wind? <laughs> Which is a weird I think way he to... just said he's going to roll down the street like a turd in the Which wind. Which is a weird uh, concept, actually, if you think about that. But, but we get I'm the... your arms and your legs. <laughs> and then your and face. face. And then you'll just be this... To, you'll be this armless, piece of, legless this thing, thing rolling, rolling down the street like a turd in the wind. But we do get on the body. You see, like they look like vein, like white veins. Yeah, I'm actually on the go, body. Watching it again right now. I wonder if what we'll get is yeah, because I, I think scene. Tom Holland is supposed to be in this in some way or referenced in it. Mm-hmm. I wonder if the general theory of hey, he sees Spider-Man on the TV and the symbiote goes. Oh, that looks cool. And he just forms the white. Yeah, because you can see like the white veining and everything. He just forms those into the spider symbol. That would would be cool, like at the end or something like it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, probably at the end of the movie because you can see the white veins, especially like in the scene you're talking about, Mm -hmm. the turn in the wind scene. And I looked it up. So we have Riot, who is going to. He's going to take over the main baddie that we saw. Yeah. Um, The guy that's basically like, life doesn't mean anything. Like, which to me. I love that concept in a villain. Mm-hmm. The villain should not care about life whatsoever, especially someone who works at the Life Foundation well, let's put and this wants way. to be evil to the fact where it's like, no, I am going to, this is the next evolution that could be for mankind. Yeah, but which, which I like. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping I want to see, like, I probably won't see it till the movie, obviously, yeah. but it's like when you got that villain that thinks they're the hero, that thinks they're mm-hmm. doing the right thing. Like Thanos. No matter Exactly, just mm-hmm. like Thanos. He thinks he's doing the right thing. And it's like, well, yeah, the right thing comes at a cost. Mm-hmm. Well, but he thinks he's the hero. Johnny needed to make emphasis. I need to move this. Uh, <laughs> uh, he thinks he's the, overall, he thinks he's the hero. He yeah. thinks he's doing good. And yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's a greater good thing. Than Which is great mind. because Venom's supposed to be an anti-hero anyway. Exactly. So, no, but I, I love that. I'm hoping this is the same concept we get. Mm-hmm. It sort of seems like it sort of just yeah. seems like... Yeah, fuck humanity. Until the we don't know what it's going to be like when Riot takes him over, though. Yeah, exactly. Um, because we got that. Like I said, the EMT that had just the straight blade that is yeah. Scream. Okay. Um, in the container, the yellow one is. I hope I'm going to say it right. Fag, Fage, the one that's F H A G E. Or P H P H A G E. It's it's an F sound though. Yeah, P H A G E. That's that's one of them, and then the one that I yeah, missed, I guess that would be how... the one that attached to that guy when he put the hand oh, on yeah. the thing when they were that was not Riot, that was Toxin. Yeah. So we've seen four plus Venom that makes five. Yeah. Here's the question though that people are asking about this. There's one person, one actor, I know you and I have talked about. Yeah. That we have yet to see, but we know he's in the movie. No, I don't. Woody yeah. Harrelson again. We have, like. I, they, is he going to be Carnage? No, you're Does, right. They didn't show him means? in the first preview. The first one mm-hmm. either. Um. Yeah. Does this mean like? Do you think this means he's going to be Carnage and that'll be a post credit thing? I think it'd be post credit. I think it would be sick if he was Carnage in mm-hmm. post credit because that would ex- that would explain why he's in the movie and where mm-hmm. why he's going to be in the movie. But otherwise, I mean, it gives nothing. Like, why is Woody Harrelson in the movie? Mm-hmm. Or like, hey, are we going to get Carnage? Which I hope we get Carnage because who's especially gonna... why would you cast that kind of an actor like Woody Harrelson to be a for throwaway. a throwaway actor? Yeah. yeah, 
In a sense, a throwaway. I mean, yeah, like, like a throwaway character. Exactly, because it's like, what? Yeah, I'm hoping that's the route they're going, and not mm-hmm. just doing something kind of stupid and just, hey, we got Hoy Harrison in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just nothing. Like, oh, that, that that's was the, good. That's good, guys. I'm glad, I'm glad you let the pause sit there for a second. Yay! You got an actor in it. Here's the thing I worry about, though. Yeah. It looks good now. Are you afraid Sony's just gonna fuck it up in the end? Because so it far. is Sony, and Sony's not Marvel. And we like we saw from the, like, if you watch from the Spider-Man Homecoming days, the interview that Amy Pascal did with Kevin Feige, and she starts talking about how these are in the same universe, and you start looking at Kevin Feige's face like, uh, let's see how your movie does first before we uh, well, start connecting ourselves here. Obviously, Marvel wants to see how this goes mm-hmm. because they have a very like they have a very far planned out what's going on. Yeah, what they've they're going to do. Planned out what whatever. they're going to do past so, like, Avengers Four. They don't want to. Yeah, they don't want to hint that this is even connected. Mm-hmm. Without knowing how well this does, because they don't want, like, they kind of don't want to flop in their universe, mm-hmm. to, in a sense. Which I have very high hopes for this, and it looks really good, so I don't think it's going to be a fuck-up. Especially since they're doing a PG-13, no, rated R, right? I think rated R. It's a rated R Venom movie, which is a good way to go about it. I'm pretty sure we're going to see, when he when we saw him bite the head, I think we're going to see that. Yeah, I think we're so, We're actually going to see him chomp the head off, and him roll down the street like a turd in the wind. Like, that's going to be the comedic point where he's like, he just kicks him down the, or like kicks him over and it's just, he rolls over. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll find out. Um, but I have high hopes for this and I think it looks really good. So I don't think, uh, I don't have any worries right now. I am looking up for sure. What does IMDB says? Do they have a rating on IMDB? It may not be there yet, but I mean, I can't yeah, I don't, wrong. I don't see one, but I'm pretty sure they usually don't come out till yeah. real close to the time. Now that I'm thinking about it, usually, usually Sony like doesn't dive into the rated R. Maybe because category. I, I mean, I mean, look at the old, the other two rated R Marvelish movies. It's, I mean, Logan and well, Deadpool. three now. Yeah, because of Deadpool 2. Yeah. They've all done really well. Yeah. They all were really good. So no, I, I am pretty sure it's going to be rated R, especially if we see him bite the head off of someone. Yeah, exactly. Um, the thing I kept thinking or about- Or the amount of violence yeah, in this movie. The thing I kept thinking about yeah. was, oh, when did I have this conversation? I think we had this conversation. When did the third Spider-Man come out? Oh, man. Uh, not the- <laughs> Not Sam Raimi 1, but Sam Raimi 3 with Venom. Well, I would hope that it would was, be Sam Raimi yes. 3. So it was Sam it's Raimi 3 because it was about 2007. Okay. I remember watching that movie with Dave at the AMC by our house. And let's be honest. That version of Venom was not the Venom we deserved. No. It was not. Like, it was not as close. Like, this looks like the Venom we deserve. And I remember... I remember asking him at the time, think about it, 10, 11 years ago, mm-hmm. where basically I'm like, back then I was like, do you think we'll ever be at a time where we get to see what true Venom or, like I said, true Carnage? Like At the time, I was thinking, are we ever going to get a rated R superhero movie? Hero. Hero. So that we can <laughs> see. Hero. So that we can see what these symbiotes can really be and what they're supposed to really be. And the thing that I like blows my mind is 
fast forward 10 years, we're living in that universe. Yeah, where we'll fi- finally see what these can do. We're getting superhero movies. Now, we're finally getting superhero movies that deserve the rating they are mm-hmm. the hero needs. Logan, if you want to see the full extent mm-hmm. of Logan, you need rated R. Deadpool, you need to be rated R. Venom and Carnage, rated R. Especially and, Carnage. Yeah, especially Carnage. Venom, you probably could have gotten away with PG-13, but is that the full extent of Car- mm-hmm. Venom? No. That's, that wasn't rhetorical for once. Yeah, here's here's the thing, though, and this is me going back to the style of Venom, because yeah. the thing I love most is, like I just said, is I think back 10 years ago, and it's like, I can't believe we're finally going to see the type of Venom movie that I would ask Dave about. And Dave's answer at the time, I didn't even say it. Dave's answer was no. Yeah. Like, as a, because we were 17 when that uh, Sam Raimi, the third Spider-Man came out. As a 17-year-old, you're like, no, I don't ever see movie like comic book movies being like that. We always thought that comic book movies were would stay where they're at. We would grow up. We would outgrow them, mm-hmm. and then the new kids would come in, and then it would just be their thing. It'd be theirs, not ours. What we are now seeing is these superhero movies are so good, they have grown with us, but like in a Marvel sense, they've attracted to the kids as well. Yeah. To where they've attracted to young like and old. They- it's like they've decided to keep us and mm-hmm. those kids in mind because yes. you want to you want to grab the people well, that I are mean, remembering it. The mouse paw helps. Exactly. Oh, very much. <laughs> but I mean, well, the glove. Yeah, the glove. Ha! <laughs> 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 gotcha now. It helps having the uh, the Disney money bags behind you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it 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 it's a great thing because like they've made it so like okay, we're grabbing these kids at as far as any kid could like a superhero. Mm-hmm. And they're also getting us because it's like, hey, you guys like superheroes when you were kids, if you did. Or it's just great action movies, great this movie. Because there's people that like, yeah, I really don't know about comics. But those movies are like the guys that it's not a lot of guys I work with. Mm-hmm. They know nothing about the comic book part of it. Yeah. But they love those movies. Well, like you say, like, oh, man, it looked cool when like the head came out of them straight out of the comics. Yeah. Like straight out of the panels. Yeah. And for like guys like us, I know for me. I, that is the stuff that I get like, I get excited about and I can appreciate because of, I, I've seen it in these comics as kids and in the TV show. And now I get to see it on the silver screen. No, exactly. And the, uh, just all the things that this Venom can do now. Here's the only thing that, and this is me blocking it. This is the only block I have because of my childhood, because okay. I get into my own I get into my own way where it's like this was my venom basically the animated series this was my venom this is different it's clashing with what my norm is and the only thing I wonder with the voice is I don't hate it but I wonder if it's too I just want to say uh, how I'm going to describe it as too toothy and the reason why I say that is the old venom when he talked you could see the teeth when he talked, mm-hmm. but when the mouth was closed, you didn't see the teeth. That's the only thing I'm wondering is with this incarnate of Venom, are they showing off the teeth a little bit too much? Like, hey, here's the teeth. This is what it looked like. Because when I'm, again, going cartoon to comic, when he closed his mouth, you, you didn't really get to see the prominent teeth as much. Yeah, maybe the thing they're thinking is, like, what makes more sense? And, yeah, I mean, guess they could hide the teeth 
as the in this Venom. But I mean, what mm-hmm. think about it this way? They try and a lot of what the Marvel movies at least try to do try to bring some sort of weird. And yeah, I know it's really hard with such a fake thing mm-hmm. um, to bring a real world association into it. Yeah, and what makes a little bit more sense to you? The in try not to have the because I, I try not to when I try and think of this stuff. Try not to have the comic book bias. What makes more sense? The teeth mm-hmm. just staying out the whole time or like the, the symbiote trying to hide those teeth? Especially also think about this. The, what's more of an intimidation factor? Those teeth, teeth hiding or the teeth staying out? Yeah. The teeth staying out. So that's why I get what they're doing. And that's also artistic liberties. But I'm actually okay. I'm actually not not just okay with it. I like it because like mm-hmm. part of it, like I said, that artistic liberty, but also... The other side of that of, like, it somewhat makes more sense for those teeth just to kind of stay out. Because I'm looking, like, people are going to say, oh, Ricky, but if you read the comics, like, I'm looking at a panel right now of Venom talking to Spider-Man, and he says, you don't come after us, we won't come after you. Fair enough. And Spider-Man thinks to himself, can I live with that for me, for my family, to be free of Venom forever? All, all right, done. And in that panel, Venom's his mouth isn't open, but you can see the teeth. Yeah. The only thing that, like, for me, I wish, and this is now getting off of that and going into my last thing I was going to mention. Yeah. The thing I wish we will see is we've kind of saw it with the mugger scene where he kind of does the half and half and he goes, we are Venom. I want to see that part where, because this is straight from the animated series, where you get the half and half, you see Venom as normal. You see Eddie Brock in there kind of like half his face in a freak out, like, oh, my God, what is happening to me? What is this thing on me? That would be cool, I want to see that the first time the symbiote takes, takes over. over, which, by the way, they fixed it because he said symbiote. Oh, did he? They did, yeah. Nice. He said went man and symbiote. So they said it right So this just time. she says it wrong. Yeah. She, well, we don't know. We, we hope Unless they, they change it. that. Yeah. So that she says symbiote because it's symbiote, not symbiote. I also symbiote. want to point out with the mouth thing, mm-hmm. maybe a lot of the scenes we're seeing are reason. They're like there's a legitimate reason. Because yeah. like, he's going to bite someone. It's he's a talking. Trailer, yeah. His tongue's sticking out. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of them that, like, yeah, your mouth kind of needs to be open. Because when he's talking, mm-hmm. I uh, the one where he picks up yeah. the guy, says the organs and the other things and licks his face when the mouth like closes in the action of talking it does close all the way and the teeth yeah, disappear it does. so that is there i mean but i most of the scenes we're getting his mouth is open for a legitimate yeah, reason he's talking or biting his head off and stuff yeah talking biting mm-hmm. his head off like snarling mm-hmm. licking no i get it any final thoughts before we move on into dc territory can't wait for it well this is where you guys come in let us know what you think down below about the trailer you like it you love it you want some more of it or do you hate it let us know what you think down below in that comment section and johnny let's move on into the next topic we're talking about taking a little dive into the dc universe and something interesting this week is on an episode of fat man on batman Kevin Smith, here, I'll just read the Screen Rant article. So, on Fat Man on Batman, Kevin Smith had some thoughts about Mr. Freeze in a standalone movie. Here's the excerpt from ScreenRant.com. Smith's opinion on the matter can be heard on his latest Fat Man on Batman podcast episode. When Smith was asked by a fan which DC villain he'd like to see get their own movie, he made the case for Mr. Freeze. 
After a subtle joke about the many Joker movies currently in development, Smith referenced to the Batman the Animated Series version of Mr. Freeze, how Paul Dini's take on the character transformed him from campy to tragic. Smith also then argues that Mr. Freeze's freeze gun would be a visually cool thing to see on the big screen. Now, Johnny, I'm going to take this a step further. Okay. And he, Kevin Smith probably talked about this. Um, I haven't seen this episode of Fat Man on Batman. I am just taking this, this idea that Kevin Smith had mm-hmm. and having our own conversation with it and what we think. So here's what I'm thinking, because I'm the big Batman guy on the podcast. Yeah. Um, Batman, the animated series, I love. Like, that is my jam. Oh, for sure. If there was one cartoon I could watch... If you said one cartoon you can watch and that's all you can watch front to back forever, it's Batman the Animated Series. Like, hands down. Maybe throw in a little Batman Beyond, but Batman the Animated Series and I'm good to go. Here's the thing I love about that idea is I think back to my childhood and Mr. Freeze and the entire episode. So... The episode in the animated series called Heart of Ice, mm-hmm. where basically you tell the story of, you don't have to tell the exact story, obviously you take your own spin on it, Yeah, but just telling the story of Mr. Freeze and how he loses his wife, because the whole thing is his wife Nora, she has a disease, he needs to help her by cryogenically freezing her mm-hmm. until he can find a cure for her. And how he does that is then he has the Mr. Freeze powers. I know what people are going to say. Ricky, the last Mr. Freeze we have in our mind is uh, Johnny. Who had killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age. That's the last Mr. Freeze we yeah, have we in our mind in a live action. That's the first thing I thought of it's just for fun. It's not a very good <laughs> no, it's thought not, but... to Mr. Freeze. But this is a character to me. If you do that, sto- to me, if you do yeah. something around that story, just relating it to him and his relationship to Nora, and like we talked about in the Venom trailer, and what we've talked about with Infinity War, mm-hmm. you can make Mr. Freeze, uh, how do I want to put this, not the good guy, but you can make audiences feel empathy for him. Yeah, it's less about like the way you and I talk about being a fantastic yes. villain in the sense of, oh, he thinks he's doing something. He's mm-hmm. almost like the hero in yeah. his own mind. This is less of that in like he. It's the it's selfish, but selfish, he's doing the right he's thing doing to the save right. someone. It's not even yeah. to like help himself. It was mm-hmm. to save another the love life. of his life. Yeah. And that's like another like a noble trait of it would be like Superman saving Lois Lane. Exactly. Except it's not deemed the same way. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Because he will go basically to, to extremes. any extremes to save her life where exactly. Superman won't do that. Well, it's not fair. Superman could just fly around the earth and turn mm-hmm. back a few days. Yeah, true. True that. <laughs> not fair. But what what are your thoughts on it? You know what? It's um, I like the concept overall. The only thing I'm worried about is how to make it long enough of a movie. Because mm-hmm. obviously you have to fill it nowadays. You have to fill a two hour time slot. Mm-hmm. Anything lower than that is just kind of too short of a movie. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think how do you how do you make that span to like two hours? I've got it. Besides that, the one thing I can think mm-hmm. of, and I'll throw mine out first, and I'll let you yeah, go with yours. Go ahead. What if you make it like he's already in Arkham? Like one of the cells and like mm-hmm. explaining like bit by bit 
the storyline kind of, of like a Quentin Tarantino where he's telling the story of and like they show the story going yeah. on like this is where it all yeah. started mm-hmm. this is like how he I is became the narrator to the story yeah. and just telling and then like first it's like this is how it all started and mm-hmm. then kind of like a little something in interlude and then the next part is this is how I became who I am mm-hmm. and then the, like the final piece and then maybe put some end thing where he you can see him being Mr. Freeze mm-hmm. How I would do it, and okay. this is very a uh, basic take, is I would have three acts, obviously. Yeah. The first act would revolve around, I would not even have him in the suit no, to doesn't. begin the movie. Like, to oh, begin the I movie, said, basically. I would, see, I'm a little, now that hearing yours, I'm a little torn, because you could do, like, the playful, like, where it's basically you start the movie off with in like the, like the freezer room. No, not just well. That. That's what my would be on that. I'm saying like you kind of it's him reflecting, but like the movie starts with you've got him and Nora before he becomes Mister Freeze, and they're like frolicking, frolicking in like a pasture or something, or having like a good time, and it's all nice and yellowy and like those nice tones. And then it flashes back to, like, the dark, like, he's in his cold freezer of, like, his lair, and he's thinking back, and then it flashes back to the good time, flashes back to the old. I'm thinking very basic in my head. The first act would be before he comes Mr. Freeze, about his love with Nora, building that up. The second act is her becoming terminally ill, him becoming Mr. Freeze. The third act is him doing whatever he wants to save him. Introducing Batman, Batman stopping him in the end. I got a really cool Go ahead. movie introduction. I can tell you're excited because you're biting your thumb. I know. I've got you're a, like, I don't want to cut him off, but I really I guess so, love I got a really Go cool ahead. movie introduction. Starting, like, just in the air. The snowfall? Just one snowflake, follow it, and mm-hmm. have him start his little, like, little interlude introduction. Mm-hmm. And then land on the, like, almost like a cell windowsill with that, the... Because wasn't there a music box he had? There is the, yeah, so it's like the, think about, it's not actually, it's kind of like a snow globe. Yeah. But it's got her, like, ballerina, and she, like, turns around. Yeah. Imagine just, like, that snow, like, as it's, like, like, talking about how, like, nice little introduction, and falls, like, right next to it. And then you see that glass, the... What you said. It was a snow globe, right? Yeah, the ballerina. The ballerina snow globe. And then it kind of goes into it like his freezer room. Mm-hmm. And then that's like where he starts, okay, this is how this all started. Mm-hmm. Which it's funny you say that because I had to pull up. I'm watching it right now. Yeah. Did the, I just describe the intro? Well, the beginning of how the animated series episode Heart of Ice starts yeah. is basically... It's snow falling. Yeah. It's just a bunch of snowflakes falling, and then it pans down on her, the um, ballerina, twisting, and he's got her in his hands. And the snow is all in the snow globe, but then he, like, just grabs the base of it, and then he starts talking with his monologue. No. Yeah, I would start, like, just w- one you're snowflake one. in the sky and one real snow, like, a real mm-hmm. snow, make it, like, a snow falling gobble. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The one snowflake falling lands right next to it, or mm-hmm. even on top of it, like you said, and then that pans into bringing us into, like the 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 
now, Mr. Freeze. Mm -hmm. And that's when he starts his monologue and narrating the story. And this is very Quentin Tarantino now, isn't it? Very, kind of, yeah. (laughs) But I I Quentin, please. (laughs) I want a Mr. Freeze movie by you. Is he he doing one of the Joker movies? I don't, maybe. I don't think so, but I don't know. Um, I know Joaquin Phoenix is doing one of the Joker movies, but, um, now I'm now I'm kind of thinking about that a little bit to where you could do it in that way too of like he's already Mr. Freeze at the beginning. Yeah, and then flashbacks. But then you have flashbacks throughout the movie where while he's going through the movie trying to find you could even say from the beginning. He knows like what he needs. He's kind of coming up with his plan. That's the movie. Yeah. And then Batman getting in the way here and there. Yeah. Where the end of the movie, if you wanted to make it as close to Heart of Ice as possible, because the end of Heart of Ice, he's taken to Arkham and put in his Sub-Zero cell that was designed to hold him. And yeah. then it says, like right here, the episode ends with Freeze tearfully gazing at a music box of his beloved Nora and begging her forgiveness for failing to avenge her while Batman watches sympathetically from outside. That's another component to this, is... Not only, like, not only if it's done right, you make us sympathetic of Mr. Freeze. Yeah. But also, I can't remember a superhero movie right now, live action superhero movie, where the superhero in the end is genuinely, like, genuinely sympathetic of the villain after yeah. he had captured him, thwarted his plan and everything. Not that I can think of off the top like of my head. Not even none of the Marvel movies. No, I'm trying to think now. I mean, the closest thing is having Bucky. True. Like feeling like sorry Cap. for Bucky. And that's like a, and even T'Challa, like mm-hmm. that's like a, and. Because it's your half brother. It's your best friend. Not even half brother, but it's his best friend. Just like well, his no, brother. No, no, no. I'm saying T- T'Challa. Oh, T'Challa. Oh, that's, that one too. No, I'm saying um, T'Challa for Bucky even. Oh, okay. Like, like I'm, okay. I was all wrong. I thought you were thing. talking about but no, Black yeah, Panther no. with You're right. No, you're right about Killmonger too. Mm-hmm. That's his half, uh, his cousin. Yeah, his cousin. So family member there where Bucky, it's just my best friend. Best friend, almost family member. Yeah. Exactly. Otherwise, maybe I, Thor Loki, but that's not even like <laughs> Thor Loki. It's like I know you're it's going almost to trick not me. fair at yeah. this point to mm-hmm. say that one. Mm-hmm. But it, I mean, at the same time, that one is a like, perfect example yeah. too. But like this one, you can make Batman sympathetic of Mister Freeze in the end of everything. You know what? You could do at the very end of that one. Then mm-hmm. have like him in his cell, like mm-hmm. the tear, like the tear, trying, like almost like just. Mm-hmm. Start and freeze, yeah, or some sort of thing, and then like somewhere, somehow in the cell, it slips in the little globe, so he has something of Nora. Yeah, like Batman mm-hmm. gets it in, like even it's just like through like the food thing. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing that I this makes me think of too hmm. is I feel like. People are going to say, oh, Ricky, you're just being biased because you're an ultimate Batman fan. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you could do this for most of the Batman villains. Because, like, we've talked about, the to me, the greatest two rogues of, and I know Superman fans in past videos that we've done have been like, he's got rogues of villains as well. I Not as well known. I just don't have that same connection with his villains that I do Batman. To me, there are two superheroes that have the best rogues and best gallery of villains. No particular order. You have Batman on DC side, Spider-Man on Marvel side. 
Like they have the best gallery huh. of Ricky's villains. two favorite superheroes. Exactly. But like that's the thing too, where <laughs> it's sorry, like, I had to point that out. When you have so many villains to work with, mm-hmm. you can tell so many different stories. And maybe True. maybe with the Batman movies, like because the one thing I read an article recently and they talked about how if you've noticed DC is kind of distancing themselves from their whole Bat family idea. Yeah. Because, like, remember, they were going to do an Oracle movie and a Nightwing movie, and we're going to do this Batman movie that you haven't really heard anything about since it was like, oh, Matt Reeves is kind of finishing the script. Is Ben Affleck going to be Batman? I don't know. He wants Jake Gyllenhaal. It's been kind of radio silent on that front for a while. Right now, it's like, hey, we're pumping Aquaman. We're pumping Shazam. We're pumping Wonder Woman. Those are the three movies we got right now in the pipeline. And even the news of, um, I guess, Zack Snyder came out mm-hmm. and said that the DC, the DCEU, because the media coined that, not yeah. uh, DC, I guess that universe was never supposed to be like the MCU. It was never supposed to be a connected universe, but they felt pressured into it because of ah, what okay. Marvel was doing, um, which part of me goes... That's a cop-out answer, because if you Kinda. weren't going to do that, Don't you do didn't it. have to do it. No. You didn't have to feel pressure, but that's a different story for a different day. Yeah, that's a different uh, podcast. I just feel like maybe with the Batman side of things, tell these different stories through eyes that we've never seen before. Like, we just talked about the Venom movie. Yeah. How, like, how ten years ago, would you think to yourself... I want, like, I would think a Mr. Freeze movie would be really cool. Not 10 years ago. Because we never thought 10 years ago that you could make a movie about a villain. No. But now we have, like, after seeing all this other stuff, Mm -hmm. we have so many, like, we have just a few, now we have a few Mm antiheroes. Actually, yeah, I think that's the correct term, right? Yeah, Wolverine, like, Deadpool, Venom. They're is up. Wolverine an anti-hero? I think yeah, he's actually, he's considered okay. an anti-hero. I know Deadpool and Venom. Are. Yeah, they're considered when they they're willing to mm-hmm. kill and not like Wolverine's like on the like the hero slash Only anti-hero he's a weapon X. When he's well, weapon X, he's a not really a hero. Well, like it, it's, the, it's the heroes that aren't like Superman, Batman, um, mm-hmm. Spider Man. Because Wolverine's like a. I'm going to say like a lone wolf. He's a lone wolf. Not. I don't want to be a part of the team, but I will help you out if I He'll feel be part like of the it. team in some, to some degree. But then there's also like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be afraid to kill you if I have to kill you. Exactly. Where that's where mm-hmm. the anti-hero part comes in. Yeah. Um, just like Venom will kill if he has to kill. Mm-hmm. Deadpool will kill if he has to kill. But you got superheroes that are like, no, we don't kill. Mm-hmm. Except in the Marvel Universe. MCU. Yeah. <laughs> Where we've killed about half of our villains off. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, but no, um, when it comes to comic books and cartoons, that's what, that's what, like, he's kind of a, like, halfway between. He mm-hmm. goes hero to anti-hero, where you have uh, Venom and Deadpool are just complete anti-hero. Can I use this time, and, I mean, I'm only going to bring this up in this, because I feel like this is a appropriate time to bring yeah, this up. Yeah, because it's DC. I don't even know if it's a... What? I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, go ahead. so this is something... <laughs> this is a good time to bring something up I don't know about. This is this is something that bugged me this week that okay. I really need to get off my chest. But no, wanna, I, I don't, I'm not allowing it. I want to pull up this article before I say it where basically you you know my opinion yeah. about Zack Snyder. Um, where basically in my mind... I've never been a huge fan of Zack Snyder um, and his take on the DC movies, 
But I read an article this week where two articles, first off, mm-hmm. where first off, Zack Snyder confirmed, I think it was on Twitter or some social media, I think it was Twitter that he was using, um, and it could have been Instagram, um, but he said that, here's how it went down, he posted something of like, or someone posted a video of Batman, Joker took something important from me, now I'm going to take something important from him, Jason, question mark, and Zack Snyder commented on it and said, Richard, and people were freaking out, like, bruh, no way, basically confirming that the Robin we saw in BVS was not Jason Todd. It was Dick Grayson. And I immediately was like, you're an idiot. Like, I usually don't do that, but I'm like, you're an idiot. Like, come on. Dick Grayson's not dead, obviously. They wanted to make a Nightwing movie. Yeah. And then I read another article where, and this to me, I was just like, no, I don't want to see this, was Zack Snyder wanted Carrie Kelly as the next DCEU Robin. And I was like, really? You're going to bypass Damian Wayne, Tim Drake, a Jason Todd so that maybe we can get a Red Hood? I mean, bypassing Dick Grayson, I can understand. Maybe we're Dick Graysoned out. Mm-hmm. And you can fast forward to where he's already Nightwing. But yeah, like, that's fine. I, don't, I didn't want to jump to the Carrie Kelly Robin to where immediately I was like, yeah, I get it. You're trying to maybe you want to tell a story that. We haven't really seen with Batman, but I'm like, that's not the story. Me personally, that's not the story I want to see. There are so many other stories. This Mr. Free story I would love to see more than that. I would love to see the Damian Wayne Batman. I know we got it in Batman and Son, the animated movie they made, but I would love to see a live action movie dealing with the relationship between Damian Wayne and his son and Batman, because when he becomes Robin, mm-hmm. that is a fucked up relationship where basically Batman kind of has to take everything that Damien learned from the um, League of Assassins and from Rayshaw Ghoul and basically break him. It's like having a dog yeah. that was a trained killer and you have to break this dog of every maybe not the right way to say it comparing Damian Wayne to a dog but breaking this dog of every bad habit that it has Mm -hmm. and teaching Damian we do not kill yep we do not kill we are not the we are not the executioner we are not the judge we just capture and then let the justice system do its job yeah and that that is what the whole thing that even a Damian Wayne Batman movie would be interesting but I mean, any other, here's what I'll ask you kind of at the end here. Because yeah. I feel like the Mr. Freeze thing, unless you have any other ideas about the Mr. Freeze well, that you didn't think of. I was going to make a comment on something you okay. said earlier. So you said it could work with any of the Batman villains. And honestly, mm-hmm. Mr. Freeze is one of the few I can think it actually works very well with the and best. to make a full movie with. Mm-hmm. Because Joker, definitely not. Harley Quinn, definitely not. Um, Catwoman, eh. Now you tell me. Now let me. I'll ask you. Do you think it would work very well with Poison Ivy? Maybe. I mean, th- the thing about Poison Ivy is the same thing that we have the kind of stipulation with, um, with um, Mister Freeze, where the last Poison Ivy we remember was Una Thurman. No, no. I'm just saying. Like, I don't even think. I just don't think she has like the same Story. tragic background he does. Here, here's the 
Here's the one that I think would rival Mr. Freeze. Huh. And it's not a mainstream Batman villain. Hush. Hush. And the reason why I say that is, so Hush was a yeah, friend of right. Bruce. I'm going to explain it for people who don't remember. I'm just saying I remember. I'm yeah. Hush is, uh, he was a childhood friend of Bruce Wayne. And like, I, I, uh, I know he was a childhood friend of Bruce Wayne. I think his dad and um, their dads worked together and they mm. were, then they were friends. And basically something tragically happens to Hush to where he wants to become, and he is a plastic surgeon, and he is a serial killer that then takes parts of faces that he targets to make his face look like Bruce Wayne's. Now, one other one, and I may be thinking the the storyline wrong, mm-hmm. is... um. Or maybe even if it's just the animated series is different than the comic books. I don't know. Clayface, would he be up for Clayface the running? Clayface could be an interesting Because wasn't one. his kind of, not tragic like mm-hmm. in the sense that Mr. Freeze's was, but like wasn't he like a, f- start, a slowly failing actor? Yes. Who was mm-hmm. super desperate, got something that like a, a face cream he shouldn't have. Yes. And yeah. just fucked up the rest of his life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're, you're right on the head with that. Okay. Um. Yeah, he was another one that, like you said, he was an actor where it's like, I got to do, basically, I got to do... Whatever it takes, because I got to look young again. Basically, here's the little uh, too long didn't read of it. Yeah. Um, where he was an actor who, upon discovering um, that a remake of one of the classic horror movies was being made, went insane, and began killing the cast and crew wearing a mask of the film's villain, Clayface. Until stopped by Batman, um, initially having no superpowers, he joined the group of other Clayfaces and stole their combined power. Oh, this is this is Carlos. So this is um, later on, I believe, and that allowed him to then shape shift. Okay. Um, but basically, the one from like I know the animated series, he used the cream so much to where it just started. He would just like basically Faces start melt. Exactly. Yeah. Um. And I'm just going through other, like, Batman villains to see which ones, like, Black Mask would be interesting. Yeah. But that would be more of, like, a a, a mafia against Batman movie. I don't think and there's anything. And you would anything. need Batman in there significantly. Yeah. Like, Mr. Freeze, you don't need, you technically don't need Batman until, like, the very end. Yeah. To just stop him. Um, what I've always wanted to see is Man Bat. I have just always That'd wanted to see. That'd be another interesting see... one. I've always wanted to see him in a Batman movie and seeing him done right in a Batman movie. But I mean, that's one where I'm like, I don't even know if we're going to see it. I'm getting down. We'd have to have, that would have to be a Batman movie though with Batman bat in it is what I feel like. The only one other one that I can think of that I don't think that we would see only because when we were kids, there was the big animated movie about it phantasm Phantasm. he was in the mask of the phantasm um the cover the cover art was it was a blue box with batman and then a big mask behind him i don't remember phantasm yeah that was one where it was um early was it early 90 it was late 90s and it was like 97 98 and this was one where it was batman the animated series but it was like a full-length feature picture of it. It was mask of the mask of the phantasm. 
Yeah, I don't remember that one, but um, the other ones, I'm like trying to I'm think. I'm gonna of, flip it around for you. That one, you don't remember that? I don't. I don't think I remember seeing that. Honestly, that's the only other villain I could think. Like, of. Like, I'm trying to think of other villains in like the the. <laughs> I almost a trickster. And that's a uh, Flash, isn't it? Yeah, that's Flash. But the Toy Man, Mark Hamill, though. Yeah, but the Toy Man, mm-hmm. not really that I can think of. Um, the ventriloquist is interesting, but not enough. The only one I would like to see, but the other I don't one is Man Hatter. Wouldn't really do it either. The Riddler. What about the Riddler? Oh shit! <laughs> Forget about the Riddler. Well, I didn't bring him up because I'll ask this question. Yeah. Is there enough there to do a Mister Freeze like story knowledge. with him? Not I that mean, I can think of. The only like if you wanted to go slow descent into that sort of madness, yes, that's possible. But that feels well, like a stretch still. Because the Riddler's main like his main mo, I always felt was never to. He didn't necessarily want to steal. He didn't want to, like, oh, I'm killing this person. Didn't necessarily want to kill, didn't necessarily want to steal. He wants to challenge Batman. Exactly. He wants to prove that I am smarter than you. I need to outsmart. Like, that was his M.O. I I am the Riddler. I want to come up with the master riddle to stump the great detective of Batman. Exactly. He that's he had not it was none of the other stuff. It just happened to be If I happen to kill some people, part of the plan. Whatever. It's like it's the side part of the plan. It's the Mm -hmm. cas it's the casualties. And that's the um Whatever, I can't remember the term. And going back, one of my favorite animated series ones is the one with the Riddler, and it was Batman and Robin were in the episode, and they had the maze, and it was like the Matador was going through the maze, and it was like, oh, the Matador found Batman and Robin. Yeah, it would kill them. Yeah. And that was one of my favorite episodes as a kid from that cartoon series and why I kind of was like, all right, the Riddler is my favorite Batman villain. Because he always just, it wasn't about this or that. It was 1v1 against Batman. I am smarter than you. I need to prove that I'm smarter than you. Yet again, Batman movies have been done so long. Yet again, another villain. Hey, we might have a bad taste in our mouth because most people didn't like the Jim Carrey Joker. Yeah, or Jim Carrey did. Riddler, I'm sorry. Yeah, No, understood. I understood that. I mean, Two-Faces, you could do Two-Face, but we just did Two-Face. We, we did Two-Face with Tommy Lee Jones and we did Two-Face in the Dark Knight, like Harvey Dent, yeah, we, can we trust him? We we've done Two Face to where it's like, okay, I don't think we need to do Two Face yet. Um, can we trust him? I don't think we can trust him. Harvey Dent, <laughs> can we trust him? My favorite part of the, like my favorite part I of those movies those is like, oh, dude, swear to God, swear to me. <laughs> That is my favorite line from the first movie. Basically, wow, that this is thing like went fav- silent for a second when I did that. That is my favorite part, my favorite line from Christian Bale Batman. But any final thoughts before we wrap this? No, one up? I just want to say I think if any of the rogues or any of the Batman villains, Freeze would work the best though. Well, this for is this where, type of movie. This is where you guys come in. Let us know down below in the comment section how would you do. Give us your master plan. For a Mr. Freeze movie. How would you do it? Or any Batman villain. Or man, and I was going to throw that out, too. After you do that, is there any villain that you're like, you know what? Mr. Freeze would work, but I want to see this Batman villain standalone film, and here's my plot. Here I would is love to hear the details on these movies. And that's what I love about it. Like this can To me, this segment is like when we talked about the Black Widow movie, yeah. and we just started going off and on where they could do this, this shit and that, that we with could, it. There's just shit we didn't may not have thought of. Exactly. And that's where you guys come in. Let us know what you think down below in that comment section. But Johnny, let's close up the podcast. Kind of taking a 180. Kind of doing something 
that we've never really talked about in our podcast history. And I I know we got a comment on the last week's episode, the one you weren't on, basically saying, wow, this is a very diverse podcast with what we talk about. And we're kind of taking a dip into 70s TV. And I know you might look at, guys, you're 28. You weren't alive back then. How could you talk about 70s TV if you weren't alive? Um, But basically what we are doing today is we're asking the question I'm going to ask is basically would would we or will we ever get an all in the family reboot and kind of take that question and kind of go into a deeper conversation of what TV shows we could never see rebooted. And the reason why I ask this is earlier this week there was an article put out that there's a possibility that the classic 70s sitcoms for All in the Family and the Jeffersons could get reboots thanks to a new first-look deal between Sony Pictures TV and legendary TV producer Norman Lear, who he produced, I want to say both of those. I know he was for sure a producer for All in the Family. Then Norman Lear came out later this week and basically said, no, we're not getting a All in the Family or in All in the Family reboot. His exact quote here, I'm looking at ideas you've never heard of. I have about 100 ideas that go back 30 to 40 years, some only 12 to 10 years. These are the ideas that we've had and nurtured for the longest time that we will imagine or reimagine. And for me, when I heard this, when I first saw the first article, Johnny, when I just saw the headline, All in the Family Reboot, I don't know about you, but I was very familiar with All in the Family growing up. And that's only because my parents liked All in the mm-hmm. Family. Um, and it was just on at times. And, like, you would just watch it and I would see random episodes here and there. And thinking about it now, like, that TV show, I would even say to my mom as, like, I grew up as an adult and got into college and stuff, I would just watch that show and go, man, you couldn't say that now. Like some of the stuff on that show, even like I would, I'm just going very basic here. Yeah. Of when Archie Bunker, like Edith, his wife would say something, he'd go, ah, can it, Edith? Even that would be like, like you can't really get away with that so yeah. much right now. The tone that he would use, like oh, how he would talk to her, how he would he would talk down to her, he would talk down to the daughter, especially uh, you meathead. Yeah, the the uh, the boyfriend. Uh, ah, yeah. what you doing, you meathead? You don't know what you're talking about, you meathead. And then you'd always have uh, Edith go, "Oh, Archie." <laughs> And basically, like, I guys, back, well, girls and men were men. And dude, we listened to that theme we song. We did. That's and why it's I like, brought oh it up. Oh, my God, you couldn't play you this. You couldn't even play the theme song. You couldn't have this on TV right now. And it kind of got me thinking of what other TV shows do you think we could never see, never see on TV? First off, I want to get your opinion just a little bit in depth of. What would you do or how would you if they if TV company came to you and said, yeah, your goal is to write an all in the family reboot. There's no way around it. How would you even do it for this era? Um, that's a really hard thing. But here's the thing. I There's like a little glimmer of hope that some of it. No, mm-hmm. the If you were trying to emulate that, it would get shut down so fast. Mm-hmm. 
But let's put it this way. We could try to do somewhat of the humor they had in it because look what happened. Roseanne was great in this in the 90s. 90s, yeah. I don't know why I couldn't think of the era. And then it was taking off and then until... It was, yeah, it was taking off until she ran until her mouth. Until she was an idiot. Yeah, yeah, until she ran her mouth on Twitter. Until she was, was an idiot, yeah. And it, just a blatant idiot. Yeah, and then ruined it for everyone. Yeah. For everyone in that cast. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, yeah, that was working out. Because you can't have Roseanne without Roseanne. Exactly. Um, but here's the thing. No, oh, sorry, back thought of that. Mm-hmm. Um, what the? You can't have Roseanne without Roseanne. Yeah. Okay. Uh, something popped in my head, but anyways, um, I mean that show was working out, and it mm-hmm. was controversial, mm-hmm. and she was still being Roseanne on the show, mm-hmm. and it was working out. Like I said, it wasn't the show that didn't work out; it was her running her mouth off that did. So I mean, yeah, yeah you can, but you wouldn't be able to have all in the family like it was back then. Mm-hmm. You'd have to have. Somewhat of a now on the family, mm-hmm. so it had well, to take place in two thousand. Now, the one thing I, the one thing I liked about All in the Family, yeah. was because the Jeffersons were on All in the Family. Um, because originally, before they got, before they moved up, move on up to the east, east side, side, um, they lived next to the bunkers for a True. little bit, I believed. And the thing I always liked with that is. Mr. Jefferson would a never take Archie's shit, and he would always challenge him. So it was kind of like a, "Hey, I'm not going to take your crap, and I'm going to challenge you on stuff." Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I would watch that, and I'd be like, "You can't have that right now." Like another show that I thought of that we had as kids that I'm not quite sure we could have now. I'll throw it out to you. Remember Celebrity Deathmatch? Yes. Do you I think we could show. have that now? Like, there's part of me that's like, yeah, we could have it now. If Adult Swim did it. But then there's part of me that's like, I don't know if we could do that anymore. Because, like, back in the day, it was like, maybe it's because it's animation and you can get away with a mm-hmm. little bit more with animation. So maybe that's why we could still get that now. But, like, that was my first thought from, like, kids is like, man, I remember that show being like, whoa, what the hell? Animation and, like, the only way you'd be able to get away with it really Mm -hmm. without people, like, flipping shit Mm -hmm. is if it uh, was done on, like, Adult Swim or something like that. Yeah. Like, Adult Swim gets away with anything. So, Mm -hmm. like, because, like, they're just controversial in the first place. Mm -hmm. If you're going to start bitching about something that Adult Swim said. Mm Mm-hmm. You're gonna you're, you're like fighting. You're like trying to climb up a hill of mud. Yeah, you're getting nowhere mm-hmm. because there's so much of either fandom or people that just don't give a shit of what you're saying when people mm-hmm. are watching Adult Swim. Yeah, it's like whatever. Well, because let's be honest, Adult Swim for the longest time has mm-hmm. basically been like the way I would describe it is you're a preteen slash teenager. That wants to watch edgy comedy that your parents might not like you watching. B, you're a stoner that just gets stoned and watches Adult Swim, which there's <laughs> nothing wrong with that. <laughs> and then please tell me there's a C. Cause... And then C is basically you just like weird crap. Like de- uh, Metalocalypse was kind of weird. I like, loved it. Metal, I I loved it, but Metalocalypse was we- like to the outside weird. weird. Aqua School. Team Hunger Force to the people that didn't like that show is weird. Is we like it's just um, weird. Uh, it's weird Billies. animation. I hated that show. I couldn't stand Squid <laughs> Billy. That was funny. I could it was not, stupid. Every time but it, it was would come funny. on after, um, it would come on after uh, Aqua Team Hunger Force. Yeah. 
I couldn't change off of it quick enough. My dreams were all dead and buried. Couldn't change off of it quick enough. Sometimes I wish the sun would just explode. Yeah, I... I did. I was not a squid Billy's guy. When God comes and calls me to His kingdom, like I said, not a what. I thought it was funny. What else do you think we could see? Because like, like we were talking about this with my mom before we yeah we got to the podcast. Here's one that she threw out that I don't know is completely true. Huh? Rocky and Bullwinkle. Could we redo Rocky and Bullwinkle now? I think we'd be fine. I think we could too. We um, just make fun of that. Uh, Natora, that, no, uh, see, Boris that's, and Natasha, they work for Putin. Let's put it that way. That's where you're going to start getting in trouble because you're going to hit too much True. of a controversy. True. You just do you the don't accent. You throw Trump into it. You just put Putin in No, it. you don't throw any of them into it. I or you know. just do it as a controversy. I again. know. But Boris and Natasha, I think that would be fine. Rocky Bullock will be fine as long as you don't add now in any. something you really like. <laughs> I don't even. <laughs> I thought I would have something by the time you finished <laughs> then. I did not. No. Um, you know what? I'm having trouble finding ones that aren't that bad because, mm-hmm. or that are bad because, like, Bewitched isn't too bad. Mm-hmm. Some of the, like, obviously it was the time. Yeah. So there's some things here and there with that that not that great, but that wouldn't mm-hmm. happen if you do a reboot. Um, same thing with uh, I'm trying. I'm trying. Sandra and F- Sons wouldn't be that bad, if you ask me. Why not? Well, what was really wrong about it? Other well, I'm than just, I'm just asking. I'm not I'm trying it's to not say bad. like there would be. Yeah, I'm, it's not bad. That's what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Like I'm trying to find ones right now that would be bad, and I'm having trouble right now because what I'm finding are like, oh, okay, Sanford and Sons. It's honestly just the father and son comedy duo mm-hmm. um, that like they just own a junk shop in a sense, mm-hmm. or in, uh, like in Mo- if they reboot it, it would probably be more of a junk shop as yeah. opposed to out of their house. Yeah, out of their house where it's or, kind of like a junkyard, or it'd be hoarders. Yeah, basically, <laughs> hoarders the TV show. I mean, for me the for me the big one, and that's why I put it here at the beginning is all in the family. Like the other ones that I could think of is like I said, celebrity death match. I mean, for some people... What do you about, think about Different Strokes? Uh, I don't know. What would really be wrong with Different Strokes? I'm just bringing it up to you. Like, the Jeffersons, again, is another mm-hmm. one I don't see as that bad. No. Different Strokes, not necessarily. But honestly, I want to put this out there. Any show you put out there, someone's going to find something wrong with mm-hmm. it. No, exactly. And especially where the culture that we live in today. Yeah. We've seen it with James... Like, I am... James Gunn is the one that both you and me have talked about. I find that one, that little situation, not 100% the like, oh, he is wrong. Obviously, the jokes that he made are yeah. twisted, but it's like you got to understand where he was coming from at the time. He was like, that was his, what was comedy. Well, he like, I'm going to put it out there. Mm-hmm. Watch the movie Super. And, and he, he and worked then on that. That's what. That's where the, during those mm-hmm. those jokes came out during when he worked on that movie. True. See the mindset he was in then, and see what like. And, and I'm not justifying mm-hmm. the comments he made. I'm not doing that. Yeah. But it's also Disney. You should have known he made these comments mm-hmm. back then. Like if you've done exactly. your homework and done the right thing, not the right. Yeah, no, the right thing is mm-hmm. of hiring someone. You looked into their background. You would have seen these tweets were there. Mm-hmm. Something like, oh, no, you only did fired him. To be honest, I think they only fired him because the tweets got highlighted. Mm -hmm. And, like, the thing that I also, like, the thing I look at is, and I'm going to bring this up because, like, this is necessarily why 
part of me when it comes to like sitcoms. Mm -hmm. When you start going back further, the 60s, the 70s, like just look at where society was back then, except for like the ones that you've brought up, the Jeffersons, Sanford and Son, the Cosby show when it was out. Then we get to the 90s and there's um, the, um, oh, it just, why am I blanking on it? Will Smith, um, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yeah. How many of the, like, you can look back in time, how many of the sitcoms were like, oh, this is just a completely white cast. This is just a completely white sitcom. Or like, like I said, with All in the Family, with maybe the, like, the exception being to, Mr. Jefferson, because Mr. Jefferson was always the one that was going to not be called on anyone, like call people on their shit and challenge them. He was the only African-American character that did that, though. Yeah. In that show. And then, I mean, you got the flip side of that, too, where Mm -hmm. it's like the Cosby show, the Jeffersons. Um, yeah, sorry. Yeah, the Cosby Show, the Jeffersons. I just want to make sure people are hearing yeah. you and not like, and, oh, um, I can't hear them. See, Cosby Show, I said the Jeffersons. And the You're Sanford and Sons, you had the other flip side of that. Mm-hmm. It was all black cast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, so. the thing that I mean, even like I'm looking at our childhood, because like the 90s, yeah. we looked into, like, here's one that I still to this day am shocked it's still on the air in some way. South Park. No, How it's yeah. able to come out with new episodes. Like, they're not as... I, mm, no, they're, they are. They, they are. are. No, no, don't say they are. But like, they, I, and, like, they're not afraid to tackle pop culture issues no, as well. No, popu- just popular issues today. Yeah. Then like, like I'm shocked that it's still... Like, I'm shocked that they have not... That show has not been destroyed by, whether you want to call it SJW culture or... This just overall society that we're in today, that they're still able to do what they do and put out the comedy that they put out. I think the only thing that saves them Mm -hmm. into some degree, and they don't even do this all the time, Mm -hmm. they try and like put someone on one side of the side of one side of the other and just make fun of both sides of it. Overall saying like the Trump Hillary thing, they make fun of both of them. Overall saying Mm -hmm. this is all fucking stupid. Yeah. Which I agree with. It's all fucking stupid mm-hmm. that we're this sensitive and this mm-hmm. argumentative about all this shit. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. I that, agree. <laughs> here's the thing that I'm gonna say that this will. This is turning the conversation. I got, oh, go ahead. I got one more for you that I want to hear your opinion on it. Yeah. I don't think it's that bad. Mm-hmm. Married with children. You know what? There's some like sketchy stuff. Like, went on here and there. If, if you look at it closely, is Archie Bunker the best father? Hell no. Hell no. But <laughs> he lets I mean, his daughter go out and do whatever she wants. Yeah. Same with the son mm-hmm. and giving him horrible advice. Exactly. I mean, the one of the things that show, I was so young though, like yeah. watching it to where it never clicked. Like even watching that 70s show now, like that's not a show that I watch and go, oh my God, like this is bad. But, like, I'll watch that one and go, like, I'll turn to my dad and go, is that how it really was in the 70s? My dad will be like, yeah, that's how what We just didn't care. Mm-hmm. We just didn't care about that back then. Yeah. Like, here's a, here's a story my mom told me from when they were, like, kids and how culture was now. Where, and I'm not saying this is bad that we're not like that. No. It's just a difference. Where you get pulled over now for drunk driving, yeah. you're screwed. You're getting a ticket. You're getting arrested. You're basically... You're screwed. You got DUI now. 
You back in the really day, really screwed yourself over. Yeah, back in the day, in like the seventies, my mom said they would. The cop would pull you over. You'd be drunk. He would lock your keys in the trunk and have you walk home, or like drive, or sometimes drive you home, and then you had to have someone else come get your keys out of your trunk and drive your car home. Or hope you have more than one set of keys. Basically, like they would, <laughs> like that's a very like kind of one-off kind of mm-hmm. thing, but like that's how it was back then. Yeah, it was. We cracked down immensely mm-hmm. since then. Like even think to when we were kids, nineties, early two thousands. Oh, yeah. And this is the last thing I was kind of going to warp this into is comedy in general. Like how many stand-up comics do you watch to where it's like? Wow, if you said that now, like old specials were. Oh, jeez. Wow, like Andrew Dice Clay specials, Hickory Dickory, like all his nursery rhyme stuff. I believe one of them, George Carfield. If uh, I were... George Carlin. Carlin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. You half of that shit nowadays. Exactly. My God. Exactly. And it's like, to me, that, like, that to me is the biggest thing. I hate about our society right now. Carlos Menzia. The thing with him, though, is he was stealing jokes. He was stealing jokes. Yeah. You are correct. That's the thing that kind of makes me go, eh. Like, but, I, mean, I he liked wasn't Mind afraid of Menzia at the beginning I before did. I like knew that. And when at it was just it. stupid comedy. Yeah. Chappelle show. Could you get away? Like, even when Chappelle came out with his Netflix comedy specials, oh, yeah. there's a little bit of blowback from people. Mm-hmm. There was a little bit like think about Chappelle show where I will tell you this. Chappelle show. What like imagine that Chappelle show is brand new and you see um his sketch about Cletus. The African American man. No, 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 not oh, that. Which one? The African American man who is blind and is a white supremacist. <laughs> like you if that was brand new in today's day and age, I remember that one. Couldn't get away with it. No, no, that would be like, no, that sh- the show would be shut down. Yeah, like I don't even think Chappelle's show in this day and age could have gotten away with. Remember, remember the show that was big when we were kids, like in the two thousands, trading pl- trading places. Yeah, where basically you had one family over here and one family over here, and they're gonna trade. And they're trading wives, or not? Now that's wife swap, but like they're trading. The wives are trading families for one whole week. And yeah, no, I remember that. Trading one. trading places was the first one of that. Wife swap was then the kind of hey, we're gonna use the same thing and call it something different. Exactly. But his whole sketch was it was him playing the father in both situations, but one was a white family and one was a black family, and like. I think of that couldn't do like I don't think you could get away with mm-hmm. that now. Oh, so even some of uh seven the seventies and eighties SNL skits. Mm-hmm. Mr. Robinson's neighborhood. Yes. Um there's one, it's Uncle Jemima's Mash Liquor. Mm-hmm. Those ones would not be accepted. Yeah. They like are they, actually hilarious. Like if they were brand new right now, we're Oh no. They would be like huge blowback mm-hmm. on both of those. Mm-hmm. But they were comics and like they were funny. Well, like think of it this way. And this is kind of how things kind of morph a little bit. Yeah. Is I remember like think about what E used to be when we were kids. 
Do you I remember what E used to be? I don't, honestly. So E's all reality television right okay. now. The thing I remember most about E from my childhood was after a certain time, it was Howard Stern. Oh, yeah, that's right. After a certain time, late at night, it was Howard Stern, and they didn't censor anything. Well, then then again, remember the when we were in the 90s mm-hmm. and early 2000s? The FCC rules were very different. MTV was too. still also... Music videos. Yeah, exactly. They weren't reality. <laughs> like, and that's also now we're the, getting the, into the paradigm shift. Yeah, now we're getting into how channel switch and stuff. Like me and Dave talked about last week with the Teen Titans thing. Yeah, how Cartoon Network, when in the two thousands, it was very based towards, hey, we're going to target the uh, junior high high school kids. Then they flipped it. I don't know what year it happened. Basically, we used it as Teen Titans, where Teen Titans. Then it ended, oh, we're going to do Teen Titans Go. And it's like, all right, you are blatantly going towards a younger audience. You are go- you're using the same actors, but you're going towards a way younger audience. I, I don't like that show. Well, and you you're know. not the target audience. I know. I'm not the target audience. I know, I know. the target audience. That's why we, it's okay if we don't like it. Yeah, now that's why, like, you hear comments from people mm-hmm. our age Oh, there no, are car- some people our age that like it. Yeah, there's some people that like it, but there's mm-hmm. also one like you and uh, I don't know you exactly, but I go. I think Cartoon Network nowadays is kind of shit at this point. I mean, I don't want uh, except I don't for watch Adult it. Swim. I only watch Adult Swim now, and usually Adult Swim is, "Hey, when's the new Rick and Morty coming out?" Exactly. Like well, that's it. Not to mention, also, I just found out that on Wednesdays, mm-hmm. I I don't know if it's any other day week, but Wednesdays, it seems that they play at least one uh, Dragon Ball Z episode now. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. So I mean, there's still that. There's Toonami too and Saturday yeah. nights, but who watch who's watching TV on Saturday night mm-hmm. that like that? We're usually out doing something. But like I even remember too of Excuse like because it's I I don't think it's like this anymore to the degree, but like even like the thing I liked about Comedy Central back in the day mm-hmm. was basically after a certain hour, it was Comedy Central after dark, where it's like, hey, we're going to play this comedy special. We don't have to bleep the swears anymore. We exactly. don't have to censor this comedy. After and, this time of day. And I know this is going to get into a topic that is way bigger than what we originally started, but I want to bring it up anyways, because mm-hmm. eventually I think you and I are going to have this discussion. I think we're leading towards it. And I kind of mentioned it a little bit ago, but I want to really just hammer home, home on it. To kind of end this and bring everything kind of maybe full circle, but maybe get completely off of where we started, which I knew this conversation was going to go. Yeah. The biggest thing I hate about this society or the world we live in today is because it seems like everybody is offended by something. Comedy is dead. To me, true comedy is. is dead because I remember... Like dead or dying way. Ba- and I'm not saying like, for example, I'm going to bring up James Gunn again. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that, hey, you need to be OK with what he tweeted, because what he tweeted isn't right. But in most cases, it's if it offends you, it is your right to be offended. But coming from this sense of comedy, like if it's in that realm of comedy, it's coming from usually when I've seen interviews of comedians talk, mm-hmm. usually it comes from a dark place. Like the one that I remember is like Louis C.K., dark place. Yeah. Joe Rogan, 
comes from a darker place. A lot of comics, their stuff comes from a dark place somewhere. They in take that darkness, they make light of it. Exactly. That's how they have their comedic bits and how they do everything. Yeah, no, I mean, a lot of it, and yeah, you're allowed to be offended by whatever you're offended by, mm-hmm. but that's for you to deal with. Yeah. In my opinion, that's for you to deal with. Mm-hmm. You can't, you shouldn't, and this is the problem with society, in my opinion, you shouldn't try and make someone change because you're offended by something. Mm-hmm. Deal with it. Mm-hmm. That is your problem to deal with, not mine, not yeah. yours, not theirs. Mm-hmm. If you're offended by something, you deal with it. Get over it. Walk away from it. Don't watch it. Don't watch. There's shows I don't watch on TV because I don't like it. Well, like me with Squidbillies. Yeah, exactly. I don't like it. I just turn it off. Or like as a kid. It's not for you to tell everyone what to do in that sense. Maybe because as a kid, mm-hmm. and you could also say, well, Ricky, you were young. It was like, oh, that was bad. And then you look. But like there were times where like I would hear a joke you would still laugh at it and go, oh, oh, my God, that's so bad. Yeah. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe he just said that. But you wouldn't be like, <laughs> fuck this guy kind of a thing. Exactly. And like, <laughs> I like the thundering sound I made with and, that. And the thing that I want to get back to is like what you said. Yeah. If you're offended by something, it's your right to be offended exactly. by Exactly. You it. have the right to be offended. You can be offended by whatever you want, but... And usually you get this, too, with, um, like, comedians have to deal with this when they meet with fans, is there might be some that don't like your comedy. Exactly. That's fine. Turn it off. Turn it don't off. Don't listen to it. Don't go see the show. Exactly. Like, don't, you don't have to, because for every for every one person that hates, like, for this show, for example, for MVP, yeah. for every person. That gives us one hateful comment. There's another person out there that loves it. Exactly. I'll play it this way. So when you, and this is what I'm talking about with society. Mm-hmm. I just want to like make an example of like not an example, but uh, I want to make a uh, uh, analogy. So when you you go to Starbucks, if you don't like black coffee, you don't buy black coffee. You don't make the other person not black. But if you, this other person over here likes black coffee, you don't tell them, well, I don't like black coffee, so you can't buy black coffee. Starbucks, you can't sell black coffee because mm-hmm. I don't like black coffee. No. That's not how the world's supposed to work. Yeah. Everyone likes something different. No one's the same. Mm-hmm. You can be offended by it. You cannot like something. Mm-hmm. It's not for everyone else to deal with. Everybody is not going to love everything. Exactly. You're not going to like, no one's going to like everything. For example, you like Mexican food, right? I love it. I'm not a huge fan of Mexican food. No, you're not. Let's put it this way. You like spicy food, right? To an extent. I do have food problems, but yes, I like it. I hate spicy food. I know you do. I do. I hate spicy food. Like, Sean wants to be on Hot Ones. That's great. I could never do it. I can't stand spicy food. It's not going to stop me from asking you, but I know you're going to say no. Yeah. It's like, um, for example, do you like seafood? Yeah, actually. I hate seafood. Yeah. I can't stand it unless it's like fried shrimp. Fried. Fried shrimp or like cocktail shrimps that like you put out in the, you take them out of the freezer, you defrost them. On a side note, how come we've never gone for that then? I love Cocktail shrimps? Or either one. 
I mean, fried shrimp. Or whenever we shrimp? have a family party, we always have cocktail. Well, shrimps. where's our, where's the fried shrimp? My cousin, Never asked me to go my get cousin it with Karen you. and I always uh, devour those cocktails. Yeah, shrimps. so do I. Those are delicious. Yeah. Side note: Usually, it's just me and my cousin Karen just fucking just eating those cocktails. Oh, same shrimps. with our family. Anytime we actually have it for a family function, I probably have eaten like I've had clam chowder 10. once. Huh? Once clam chowder. You don't like clam chowder? I had it once. The reason why I don't eat it, I had it in Corpus Christi. When I was in high school, got sick. Uh, got sick. See, that's, ba- a bad batch in Texas, man. Yeah, no, that's, Which, that's all it takes. My friends were like, really? Um, you're getting clam chowder in Texas? That's not the you best idea. You don't get clam chowder in the Northeast? Would you, like, yeah, no. The Boston area? Probably, Boston? Probably not your best idea. Chatter? Gonna get some clam chowder? Just saying. That's... Pakikan, Harvard, yeah. You know what I'm saying, Ishan? <laughs> Anyways, probably not that's your my best bad idea. Boston accent. That was a bad way. Boston accent. Uh, that probably wasn't your best idea. No, it was. Probably should have gotten steak. It was like a shop or a barbecue. It was like in Corpus Christi, this like place on the beach, and I got freaking clam chowder. Yeah, I don't understand that. That clam chowder. Because like I went to the northeast, I went to Boston or like Pittsburgh. I hear has some good clam chowder. Do they have good clam chowder? Because yeah. I didn't get Pittsburgh clam I, chowder. I think Pittsburgh has some clam chowder. Uh, I'm thinking you should go to the northeast coast, I don't know like why uh, I'm Boston. Talking, like Pittsburgh in a Boston accent. I don't know, but you think you need to go to Boston for Boston food, like clam chowder. clam chowder. I got um, I got me and my dad thirty bucks for three <laughs> for three lobsters. Thirty bucks. Thirty bucks for three lobsters. About. Yay big. They were this they were this fucking big and they just pulled them right out of the fucking water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, I'm gonna keep saying them. And we ate, me and dad each ate one and then we split the second one. You split the second one? Because mom and Christy didn't want it. Here's the last thing I'll ask. <laughs> Do you like my I'm boss? Just totally gonna, it was so natural, I'm just gonna blow right by it. <laughs> Any final thoughts on this before we No, wrap up this the has been a very Good and very enlightening. It's therapeutic. It is. It's therapeutic. Like, this was one where I knew this segment was going to start where we started and then kind of morph into something I do else. not have one. Someone might get offended by that Boston accent I did. Yeah, they might. They might think I'm a big asshole. I think asshole they'd be more th- offended by mine than yours. Yeah, but still, I am pretending to have a Boston accent when I'm not from Boston. I mean, really. Someone's going to be offended by it. Well, it's like this. Here's because we have an accent as well. Yeah, we do. I will ask you this. The major. Wait, we have an accent? The city we are from, the big market city we are from, Johnny. How do you say it? How do you say our city? Chicago. Say it one more time. Chicago. Yeah. So I had this conversation with Dave. Our accent, like. Oh, I'm two- sorry. I'm supposed to say Chicago. No, no, no. There's two different. Yeah. It's, there's some people, I think it's the north side that Chicago. says Chicago. No, I think cool. it's the north side that says Chicago, cool. where ours is Chicago. Chicago. That, ca, that Chicago. Which is surprising because you'd think mm-hmm. I'd have like, well, we do live south side, but I mean, I've yeah. got a lot of northern influences. Because I always say, so you think we're I'd from Chicago. It's Chicago. It's that C A, that ca, not call. Yeah, there's no U in there. Yeah, it's Chicago. Like I, I'd ask you that. You're, you're, because, you're also exaggerating. In yeah, the, I'm playing it. The part, it's really but, Chicago. It's Chicago. Chicago. Um, no, yeah, it's Chicago. But really, oh, shit, I just said the other way now. Yeah, and then you don't know what <laughs> way you're saying it. But what way do I say Chicago? Is where you guys come in before we just keep going on this over and over and over. How do let I say know, Chicago? Let us know what you guys think down below in that comment section about this one's a loaded, loaded segment. Oh, it First is. off. Let us know about any TV shows you think we missed that you used to watch. Oh, I probably see. missed a lot of them. Well, and this is the great thing about this topic. 
spans ages. No, it does. Like it's a TV show from your childhood that you necessarily. My mom brought up another good one, Ren and Stimpy. Oh hell yeah, I forgot about that. We didn't even bring that up. I don't even think we could do that nowadays. Let us know. Just give me one or two or some shows from your childhood that we could not reboot now. If that came out brand new right now, people would flip their shit. Also, let us know what you think about that second part. Like, when we talked about the comedy part and when we, like, we dove into a lot. Yeah. A lot in this segment. Let us know what you think down below in the comment section. The camera's off. You're looking at the logo on YouTube, but I'm going to do a little housekeeping here at the end. Anyways, make sure to check out patreon.com backslash most podcast. If you like what we're doing, if you love what we're doing here on the Comcast <laughs> or on the podcast, the Comcast. here's the thing. Johnny, you guys can't see it right now, is giving me the finger. In my brain, I associate giving the finger to Comcast. Oh, okay. Because they tried to ruin oh, my yeah. Disney Fox deal. So that is just implanted in my wow, brain. Wow, wow. Um, so was... if you love the podcast, make sure to check out Most Valuable Podcast. <laughs> I did it because they can't see it. Twitter. You can also... Check out mostvalidpodcast.com to catch MVP each and every day. You can also get our store there and in the description to get yourself a Most Valuable Podcast t-shirt. And last but not least, if you're on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, make sure to give us a five-star rating and let us know why you like listening to the podcast each and every week. I want to thank you guys for watching, even though you can't see me. I want to thank you guys for listening on podcast services around the world. Johnny and I will be back next week. But as always, have a good day, everybody. Keep shake waiting. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.